Welcome to Internet Fried Brains. We're your hosts, Jort. Sammy. Jane. And we started this show because, to be honest, we keep having these conversations and forgetting to record them. So we're doing it now. Uh, it's a pretty freeform show. We talk about all sorts of normal people stuff like gaming news, technology, dinosaurs, boats, and the end of the world. We write most of the agenda ourselves. Some of it's pre-planned, half of it's on the fly. And if there's a topic or idea you'd like to hear more about, or if you'd like to write us fan mail, hate mail, or corrections on uh, prior facts or prior episodes, feel free to hit up our inbox in podcasts at jorts.tech. I would like to point out that was the most forced-sounding intro we've ever had in this show. I know. it's Every time I like look Welcome, at it, Tammy, I get caught into like Lord, reading what I wrote. Jane. Yeah, that was a little. Hours combined, we are. So normally, whenever we start the show, we do brief introductions and backgrounds, and we have an icebreaker question. Um, I'll go first. The icebreaker question this week is: In your opinion, what do you think is objectively the best gaming controller? Uh, my name is Sammy. Obviously, I'm a Midwestern girl who suffers with uh, main character syndrome. The uh, politefully nodded fan service of this apparently thanks you two uh and i would say my favorite controller is i i'm a sucker for the gamecube controller just because that was one of my first like actual consoles and i love like i guess the ergonomics of it and if we're saying more modern then i would say xbox i like the chunkier ones they did fit your hands better there's jokes that are going to be made go on shane uh, hi, I'm Shane. I fly planes and also play too many video games. Um, I'm honestly also gonna... Objectively, I think the GameCube controller probably is one of the best ones, but I personally think the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 4 is, like, the best controller I've ever used. PlayStation 4, that's bold. PlayStation 4. It, okay. What an answer. So here, I have a reason, though. Okay. This, by the way, uh, this is on video on YouTube if you're listening on uh, any other platform. This is the PlayStation 5 controller. Yes, Which I was just using smaller. one over the weekend. <laughs> I hate this thing. It's more of a chunky boy like the Xbox. It's very one. heavy. It, it, it is. The weight doesn't bother me. It's the fact that it's some weird kind of boomerang grip. Hold up, I have a PlayStation 4 one right here. Like, this thin boy. The PlayStation 4 just feels better in I'm your hand. I'm glad I have these just so close Giggity. to me. I didn't, <laughs> didn't think about that. My 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 four controllers are in a box somewhere. But the I four controller was chunkier than the three controller and the two controller. So it just felt better in like adult hands. Makes sense. <laughs> and my name is Jort. I do computer stuff and I make breads. I'm the head writer over at jorts.tech and my favorite controller in the history of all time is the Wavebird. It was Nintendo's first party wireless controller for the GameCube. Oh. It was the big thick gray controller and it was, I will die on the hill that Nintendo perfected controller ergonomics in the GameCube era and every step they've taken since then has gone backwards. Oh, this thing, yeah. The you, I will admit though, with the Switch Pro controller, that's the that's Switch a good Pro controller it's, it's is a good, good controller. but it's effectively an Xbox controller. Hold on, it is. The Switch I know. Controller. I'm like, start. I wish I had the other oh, ones. Yeah, my my Switch controller is off in the other room. I could go okay. grab my Atari one of these controller. is an X. <laughs> one of these is an Xbox controller. One of these is a Switch Pro controller. Which one is which? 
Well, it's probably, probably the, the one, one that... with the sourdough, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably the one with the, the Xbox logo on it. It's the Switch one, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder which one with Link on it. All right. <laughs> Shut up, assholes. <laughs> no, I, I will say that to the point where when they released new Nintendo consoles, people were like, no, no, give us the ability to use the GameCube controller. Like, think about that. The Wii came with GameCube ports because it was one backwards Even compatible. they knew that you didn't want to use the Wii mode to the motion yeah. controls. And then the thing the... that sucked with what I liked about the actual handheld Switch controllers when I was playing like Tears of the Kingdom and everything like that, I play so lazily when I'm playing on that. I can be leaned oh, yeah. back and have one controller behind my head and the other one just sitting on my lap and still be playing perfectly fine. And I do appreciate that, that I can like be more relaxed, I guess. Well, we're <laughs> also forgetting played. the most superior input of all. Yeah, keyboard. yeah. Oh, the keyboard I should and mouse. That said keyboard. <laughs> but to not, not wrong, except for Halo, we're not getting into that right now. Not as to get completely <laughs> distracted by our icebreaker question and spend forty-five minutes on it. Let's pivot yeah. over to our first topic of the week. Twitch is going to cost more money, but not for us because we live in America. And um, in seriousness, there are a few markets where their services or the, the hosting services have become too expensive for Twitch to continue operating business as usual. Most notably uh, in South Korea earlier, I want to say early fall of last year, Twitch announced that they were going to be ceasing operations in South Korea because the cost of hosting their service in South Korea with the internet prices there was they were losing too much money. So they completely pulled out uh, all operations in South Korea. Nobody can stream from there and Twitch has no servers there. Hmm. They're increasing the price in, I believe, Canada, the UK, Turkey, and somewhere else that uses not freedom money and well, the they cite increasing <laughs> costs of internet australia didgery it's going to cost more didgeribucks didgeridoo. so it's not going up by a lot it's about one currency unit one to two currency units depending on where it is increase but what are our thoughts two of us uh have casually streamed to twitch before and all three of us watch a fair bit of Twitch. I know I met most of you on, on or in Twitch streams. So I'm curious what your thoughts are, Shane, uh, uh, first as a uh, as a, a content creator slash consumer of Twitch content. What do you think? I mean, I, I guess I really pulled a lot of my subs when I, you know, went back to school and stopped having solid income. Mm -hmm. But also, like... It kind of sucks because now you're sitting there like we, we have friends in the UK and Australia, actually, who watch our streams pretty regularly and mm -hmm. Canada. Mm -hmm. And it kind of sucks for them. That hits now all three of my top viewers. <laughs> is UK, Australia and Canada? UK, Australia and Canada. And if you're listening to the show, you know who you are and we super yeah. appreciate you. But it, I mean, it sucks because now like, OK, cool. Does that mean like if somebody gifts them a sub there, you have to spend more money? So... If they gift a sub or if they subscribe, it will cost them the new increased price. 
But if somebody if gives them a sub, it's going to cost them. It will the cost local price. currency because okay. the, the price is dependent on the person making the purchase. Because oh. all Amazon cares about is getting your money. Yeah. Well, now I'll just say this: We love you all and super appreciate you. Let somebody gift you a sub. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly. we understand because they're not There's giving us any more of it. Yeah. Of course. That yeah, is, of course. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Like as streamers, like great, we. So what? We don't get any more money from those it people. It costs like, like that eight, did eight or nine didgery dollars, but we get the same payout yeah. regardless if it's nine didgery dollars or five, five uh, freedom bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Sammy, how about you? Any thoughts? I have. I know it's not a lot, but there's about five channels that I sub to, and most of the time it's just me supporting friends. But there is one like channel that is it's like a service i guess uh it's a uh, midnight sumo if you guys are interested in sumo wrestling at all uh he streams either live sumo wrestling tournaments or he'll do like prior ones and then have like japanese commercial breaks throughout them it's very good i highly recommend it Neat. um and i guess like my, my thoughts are most subscription services are going up as it is anyways netflix hulu Disney Plus, all of them are doing dollar to two dollar increases over and over again. I, it was kind of inevitable that Twitch was going to be doing this. Obviously, the circumstances of them doing it is different. But if it's only a dollar or so more, I'm willing to pay that still. But it does suck that it's not going to you guys directly. And that doesn't make sense. I don't know why it wouldn't transfer over that way. Because Twitch doesn't give a shit about Especially I think it's only half. Streamers. I think it's only half that though, because the other half of it is, it's extremely expensive, on the host side, to host live stream media, yeah. like live stream content. We can all stream to Twitch at 1080p at our leisure. That costs server time and bandwidth, and the average streamer on Twitch has zero viewers. Yeah. And that's a number even skewed by the morgue pies and the Twitch meta abusers and the Asmongolds of the space. Even with them skewing the numbers up, the average Twitch streamer has like zero to two viewers. Mm -hmm. So that's a very expensive service to run. Yeah. And it that's is. what Twitch, that's why Twitch says they're doing it. Right. When and my fiance was streaming, he, he, he was streaming the gothic games. And he did very well, like right out of the gate. Uh, he started, I think he got like an average of like 20 to 30 viewers, which is wild. And all of his viewers were from Germany and Poland and the Netherlands. They didn't speak English either. They just were there to watch him play the games because they thought it was funny. And I don't think he even ended up beating all of them. He got bored like into the second game and just stopped streaming in general. But it's, uh, again, I wonder if any of those people, if you are, I wonder if they're ever going to create a service of like, you have to pay to watch content in general. So that's what Floatplane is, which, and Patreon similarly hosts a lot of video content that way, where you pay per artist or creator that whose content so it's like you only want Twitch. to consume. Only Twitch. <laughs> Sub to my only Twitch. <laughs> uncensored raw, uncensored From raw opinions. Gaming content. Is that on kind my of what like YouTube Premium is for, or that YouTube has. A it's YouTube. I would say YouTube memberships. 
yeah, YouTube, YouTube memberships, memberships more I than see premium. A, there's a uh, couple. There's a dinosaur educational channel that I was. A, I'm quite a fan of. Um, and he was doing a Patreon for a while. There's a, quite a few, actually. I'm members of their Patreons. But they actually, the one specifically, Benji Thomas, is now switching over to YouTube memberships instead of the Patreons. Yeah. Just because it seems to, it benefits them more to have it all in like the one place. Because then they can do their live streams, their members-only chats, things like that. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I get it. It just sucks that people keep having to hop platforms back and forth for all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think we're now at a point with it where the market for streaming and that, like the bubble is going to burst soon. I 100% already. already. I think it may have already burst. Yeah. I, we have a lot of friends who are trying to make it in the streaming world. And the, the, this isn't even a thing for the, the price increase. This is just the amount of people who want to be a YouTuber now. Or Very a streamer. flooded market. It's like becoming a pro football player. Yeah. You've got to like, be really good at football and really lucky to be and in the really right lucky. place at the really right time. Yeah. Even and all know of the, the top really right streamers, people. the top yeah. streamers, Let's Players, YouTubers, they've all admitted that, yeah, they put a lot of work into this. I mean, Jack guy was uploading two videos a day. That's insane. Mm -hmm. But he also, and Markiplier, all of them have admitted it was luck. They got lucky yeah. that. They just happened to get into the Asmund right genre Gold at the right time. Was just an angry dude in his parents' attic playing World of Warcraft for <laughs> eight years, and then all of a sudden he was king of YouTube. Well, that, and that's the same thing yeah. with Markiplier. Like he was just uploading yeah. like just Let's Plays, and then FNAF came out, and suddenly he's king of Five Nights at Freddy's. Moist critical. All of oh, these Moist people. Oh, great. Yeah. And and like, I appreciate how humble all of them are about it when it comes up too. They're like, well, no, I'm not here because I'm special. I'm here because I'm good at what I do, and I, I got extremely lucky and had the opportunity I, to get in early. I also like like a lot of these guys, like Markiplier, right? He's branching out now from YouTube. Like, yeah, he puts up videos still, but like. He's he doing a movie. like actual movies. MatPat too. MatPat is dropping off of game theory now, and because he wants to start a game theory, his, sorry, he he wants. That's what he wants. Is he he knows like the formulas of everything on how to get all of this good lore into things. So he wanted to start his own stuff now that they can do game theory on then. So the channel's going to be there still, but it, that's what it seems to be. Even cool. Jacksepticeye was trying to branch out and do, he still is branching out doing other, he's been doing interviews with celebrities. He started his tea and coffee brand, like Rhett and Link too, they're they're branching out and doing they, different things. He just released a whole thing like, hey, we've been asking permission to like make a TV show and now yeah. we're not going to ask permission We're anymore. just going to do it. We're, just gonna do <laughs> we're doing it. it. So. Again, it's YouTube's dying. All of, it's not even dying. It's all of these people. It's, a, it's evolving. Yeah, it's evolving. Because all of these people, all the people we grew up watching on YouTube, all the people that we wanted to be as creators, Like, because let's be honest, everybody's chasing, I want to be Markiplier. I want to be Jack. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for me as a Halo content creator, most of us go with, we want to be the next Uber Nick. Act I was Man. aiming for Jenna Marbles more Act than Man. anything. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Jenna. I have a lot of people. Sebastian. My TikTok was doing quite well for a while. I have almost 15,000 followers. And I a lot Let's of go. the commenters were saying uh, that I gave Jenna Marbles vibes. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
I would love nothing more than to be the next Linus Sebastian. <laughs> and if I'm one day famous, Reaching I can't wait stars. to watch this video and have embarrassing reactions to it. <laughs> something, something, something production quality has hopefully come a long way. Something, something. No, this is still the format of the show. I've actually it recreated this. It still looks like this. this. I've recreated this in my eventual house just to piss off Sammy. Disassembled and reassembled it one disintegrating box at a time. <laughs> Speaking of disintegrating boxes, Helldivers. Is that disintegrating boxes or disintegrating people? Uh, disintegrating <laughs> bugs. Uh, right. Helldivers had an unbelievable, unbelievable weekend. Shane, you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. what happened? So... Y'all, if you listen to last week, you know I was obsessively playing Helldivers. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure I left the show and went back to playing Helldivers. Helldivers had a hell of a weekend. This studio, Arrowhead, that's previous title was Helldivers 1, which I think peaked on Steam at 6,000 players. I'll pull up the numbers while you're going. Yeah, pull, pull up the exact numbers, but... PlayStation exclusive, very niche top-down shooter that was marketed as being super hard. Don't know how much it ever had on PlayStation. Peaked at like 6,000 on Steam ever when it came to PC. All-time peak for Helldivers 1 on Steam, 6,691 players. Helldivers 2 has launched to a resounding 457,000 all-time peak. Yesterday, Damn. when I went to bed at like 11 o'clock, was at 423,000. The 24-hour peak currently 444,547. Yeah. As of 42 so, minutes ago, there's 300,000 people playing just on Steam. Jesus. And that, that's just Steam. That's not the people playing on PS5 right now. So this company that has made that made a game for 6,000 players plus probably, let's call it 50,000. We'll call it 50,000 over its lifetime because I don't know the exact PlayStation numbers. Has now made a game that over 400,000 people want to play and are actively trying to play. And this has plagued them with server issues. There's been crashes because realistically the servers can't fucking take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sir, we were ready for one and a half million players. We were not ready for five million logins at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, it, mind you, they weren't expecting anything out of this. The, the best marketing they did was literally showing a trailer at the fucking Game Awards. I've seen for no them, commercials for this game. I've Everything I've heard about this game has been word of mouth from seeing everybody on my Steam list playing it. Yeah. For them, this is the best issue they ever could have come across this, with it, any, though. any company, this is the best yeah. issue. You are literally like being hurt by your own success. And I'm this is specifically addressing the motherfuckers in their Discord and I see on TikTok. Fuck you. You don't know how servers work. You're an idiot. Oh no, I have to wait to get into the game because everybody on the planet Earth is trying to play this game with me. No, I sorry, that seemed very aggressive. I've seen people just shitting on the devs. For these problems because yeah. one people are doing the whole thing where like oh i'm just not gonna log out which also fuck you too you today's bastard. patch actually addresses yep, AFK today's players. patch addressed it oh good which is good that's such a oh my god they're trying so hard to get this working they're 
They were posting so much, one of their community managers got banned from Discord for spamming. That's hilarious. They literally had to put on a post, hey, like, hey, uh, we're working on this. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, but they're doing so good. And even the CEO said, hey, we're having some issues right now. Wait, like, don't buy the game right now if you don't want to. Or if you don't want to deal with the issues, just wait. We'll still yeah. be here. Yeah. Like, the game will still be here. We're working on it. It's kind of and similar then, to like when people were playing Pal World and complaining about it because it was having issues. It's an early access game. Well, when Pal World had that massive drop off in players, and you know every YouTube channel on the planet went for the easy kill shot of like Pal World is dying, has lost seventy five percent of its player base, and the CEO went, "Hey, people finish the content." Yeah. They That's normal the game. games. When people beat the game, they stop playing the game. It's also normal in like a year for people to start playing that game again. Exactly. That's and he said, so genius, you can never beat the game. <laughs> well, it's not even what makes Helldivers so genius. It's Helldivers has a super fun gameplay loop, which I'll get to that in a minute because I know you're all looking at me and I see it later down here on the fucking thing and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um... Helldivers is just fun. Pal World is just fun. Baldur's Gate is it's, just fun. It's just fun. It's fun. And I legitimately think from what we've seen here from Helldivers, because there's Xbox people who are like, we want to play Helldivers. And PlayStation people are like, we want you to play Helldivers. Give them, give the Xbox people Helldivers. Mm. Go do it. <laughs> and I think Helldivers may have single-handedly ended the console wars. If it comes out on Xbox, it will. Because all of the Xbox people who are looking at 343 going, the fuck? <laughs> so looking at 343, I'm really glad you, I'm really glad you brought that up. Dizzy, you shouldn't why don't, be, because there's what, a rant involved with this. Dizzy, what's the question that you put into the, uh, you put into the notes about this? Oh, for the distinct? Yeah. So the, there was a part of it we were discussing if, if you know, about uh, Pal World and Helldivers and things like that being considered legally distinct games. It's the word of the month. Yeah, the, as the word of the theme. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if you can consider things like Helldivers legally distinct. One, if it's based off of a movie. And then two, it's based off of, you know, the original Helldivers which then I would consider is a distinct game on its own. Pal World is just a, a mix of uh, Pokemon and fucking it is survival-based games. Yeah. It, it, at, at this point, I'm curious, when's the last time I've played a game that I would say is completely distinct and its own game and not like anything else I've done? Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, obviously, Pal World is... is everyone calls it it's Pokemon it's survival crafting Pokemon with guns yeah yeah right how world draws a little bit more of that line which when was the last time that either of, that of you line? played a game that was new so excellent question caveat comma <laughs> I think there's some sort of middle ground between the concept of everything is based on something and the very very fine lines between ODST content and Helldivers content. 
the Pal World and Pokemon Orbital Shock Drop Troopers who drop from orbit in drop pods who, called Hell Jumpers. Are, yeah, I was about to say versus what are they the called in Hell the Divers world? who insert from orbit in Hell Pods. Have you even seen people making jokes about them killing the bugs and connecting it to Deep Rock? Exactly. Oh, I I saw a meme. It was because uh, there was a there's breaches in the game and there was a. It's like, oh, that breach is friendly. What kind of bugs are friendly? The corporate kind. <laughs> and it's the dwarves. But yeah. The, it's the and the starship troopers, ref, like the the very obvious starship troopers mm -hmm. nods. The whole yep. of fanatical democracy. The only good the, bug is a dead bug. I'm doing, I'm doing my, my part. part. The, you know, the... Freedom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the... the you know, political dissenters will be shot type of things. The I saw an item. The, game. the review. This review is under investigation for treason, and it was has, has been removed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's such a good game because it's good to see everybody want to play it. And yeah, I realize that the people bitching about it, like it sucks that it's having server issues. Don't get me wrong. I would love nothing more than to just play it all as the time. As far as this morning, I had no issues getting in. Yeah. Searched um, right in. No wait time whatsoever. Just. I obviously I haven't booted it up today because I've been busy. Uh, nerd this morning. But I would be very curious to see how many of those server full slots have been people just. Just sitting in the fucking queue, just jerking it, waiting for their squad to get on. Man, you do have strong feelings. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe that's been no. mostly resolved. So it, my it next has, question yeah. then, is this the Baldur's Gate 3 of the FPS genre? No, because this is a third person shooter. <laughs> All right, whatever. Is this the Baldur's Gate 3 of games with guns? I, I think it might be because, okay, first off, we, we have to address the massive elephant in the room that came out from some X343 devs. It's the bile titan in the room. Yeah. Um, they pitched a game just like this where you played as ODSTs and Bungie. Microsoft said no. I heard it was Bungie. Oh, I heard it was 343. Oh, see, this is why we'd never trust rumors on the internet. Whatever. X Halo devs. Let's just call it that. Somebody said no, and that somebody's a big stupid. Yeah, that's somebody <laughs> stupid because now Helldivers is out, and it's like that is the exact same the problem that Pokemon had with Pal World, uh, where this is what the kind of content that people have been asking for, and now they're seeing actually how successful it could be. I think there are clips of me on my own and other people's streams of me talking about how great it would be to have an ODST focused game where you dropped down onto the ring and did small missions and had to mm -hmm. exfil I with gear and this. increase your loadout and your capacity to do more and more powerful and terrifying missions mm. on the ring and you could even set mm. it in those six months during which the chief is floating unconscious in outer space I don't know what I'm talking about I'm sorry please continue <laughs> Oh, yeah, and you said that for infinite. This isn't even just played as ODST. I'm pretty between... sure I've been <laughs> saying that since 2020. <laughs> I'm going to have yeah, to go back so, and find one of the old clips talking um, about how um, great of a gameplay loop that would have been. I I think that this is going to be the new standard, at least for co-op games, because that's the other thing. People have asked them to put in uh, EVP. And no they PvP. said, no, 
Absolutely the fuck not. It's not we a don't PvP want that game. Kind of no, we don't want that toxicity area, but I think this is going to start to bring us back where the PvP games like Halo and Call of Duty are going to have to pull their heads out of their asses because they're not getting the numbers anymore. People don't care. I mean, fuck, Call of Duty got outsold by a game made by one dude. I just uninstalled Call of Duty because I'm tired of how long it takes to get into it. That's, That's fair. Fair. Um, like, you got to think, Call of Duty got outsold by Lethal Company and Helldivers and Pal World. Because they All focus game. on making the game fun to play with your friends. Yep. And I think that that is another reason why Helldivers, Baldur's Gate, Lethal Company, um, I we talked Fortnite. about this a little bit. Fortnite, Fortnite, don't care, and that's PvP. Fun they, to play with your friends. Yeah, it's fun to play. Like, yeah, you can super sweat it, but at the same time, it's like you can also spend the whole match aggressively doing the Gangnam style at people. <laughs> I did a no. I did that a match. I literally aggressively Gangnam styled at a group of I'd people. Love, they just looked at me like. I'd what love the to get my pacifist medal. That, I want to get my pacifist medal that way. Just doing just Gangnam style. Just around the map. Just running around. Raving at people. <laughs> we need to. Where's my crab rave emote? Epic Games. So it's in there. Oh my do god. They have a Zoidberg, do they have a Zoidberg skin? They do. Yes. Well, not a oh, skin, well, but there's a Zoidberg emote where the... you. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, they should have a Zoidberg. I didn't. I know they did Bender and stuff. Yeah, they should they have a Zoidberg. Fry. There was Bender, Fry, Leela, and then alternate Bender, alternate Fry, and alternate Leela from the alternate universe episode. Yeah, where they did the box episode. I want. I feel like we missed out on uh, Hermes Conrad and a Limbo emote, and I will never forgive them for we this. We absolutely could have had Zoidberg and then alternate Zoidberg were not like in the episode where they did the alternate universes, but when uh, he went to his home planet and had, uh, I guess we could call it horny Zoidberg. Like, <laughs> you know, you know exactly what I mean. Well, I know, exactly I know what, what you mean. mean. Yeah. I just hate that I know what you mean. Is an arm? It's Fry's arm. Icebreaker yeah. two of the week. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite side character, background character uh, that you've ever Ooh. seen on Futurama? Scruffy. Oh. Scruffy is a really good one. That's a very difficult question. Or, or the Australian man from the bureaucracy episode. <laughs> I was going to go with the whale biologist. My brain immediately went to Lilu. Um, oh my God. <laughs> but. I nib like, would you consider Nibbler a side character? Because that's a pretty I'd good one. I'd consider Nibbler too. a side character. I've seen all of Futurama at least six or seven times at this Great point show. now. I I have a lot of mixed feelings on that new season, to be honest. Uh, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I in overall I enjoyed it. I think of all of the things of our childhood that have come back, it was the least offensive to me. That's it, I would agree. I do. I still really enjoyed it. There was actually it was funny to me. Did any of you guys watch Disenchanted at all? Yes, there was Disenchanted, Disenchanted was show. really good. I can't remember. It was either Disenchanted or The Simpsons. But in one of the episodes, they had a blimp going in the background <laughs> with a uh, banner hanging off of it. And it said, bring back Futurama. Yeah. Which was such a it's funny. Just classic thing. Matt Grenning being Matt <laughs> Grenning. And being like, this is the thing I want to do right now, please. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. But I would say that was a pretty good pretty good episode so far we could move on to our our hyper fixations hour all right excellent I, why don't you kick us off this week 
So uh, at the end of our episodes each time, because all of us have ADHD and or something similar to it, uh, we fall into our little rabbit holes and we use this segment. So each one of us gets a, do we do a three minute timer? Three minute to, timer. Oh, let me get my timer pulled up. To dive into their one little thing. We learned very quickly we need a timer or we're going to go on for way too Episode long. Episode one is two hours <laughs> long. If you don't yeah, believe we, us. We, we're reached. Uh, um, so this is just us being able to dive into that one little thing. And uh, we could start with Jort because he's always the most depressing. So. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, is, do people die in this one? Not yet. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It's only a little <laughs> Skynet. We can have a little Skynet <laughs> for a treat. A little... Hey, speaking of Skynet, the new uh, Terminator RPG just came out. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's called Life. <laughs> Open AI. You guys have heard of them? Of course you have. They make ChatGPT. Yes. They make all sorts of stuff. They've been working on a text-to-video generator. You guys remember the Will Smith eating AI spaghetti video? Yeah. That was hilarious, <laughs> right? That was 11 months ago. If oh. you could see, and you can, because I have a link in the doc to chat to OpenAI's first party documentation, where you can take a look at current AI-generated video. I've seen a couple of one with that had like dogs and puppies and stuff in it, and it was insane. I, I would never yeah. know. It's so you, if you look closely and especially if you have a chance to watch it loop and you can watch it a bunch of times, there's a lot of like really easy tells, but the amount of ground that we've covered from Will Smith spaghetti to some of the stuff that uh, was published in the OpenAI's most recent paper is really astounding. Here's why I'm concerned. One, it's starting to understand how eating works. If you scroll down and look through the videos that are in there, and you, there's one of an of a man eating a hamburger, and it still kind of struggles with the concept of biting the hamburger, but the the closing the mouth, pulling the hamburger away, and chewing is so photorealistic that if you cropped the first half of that out of that video, it would be indiscernible from a high quality or a high fidelity shot of a man chewing on a hamburger. I'm on going top through of the that, link that you posted now, and some of these are creepy. There's there it, it reproduced Minecraft Minecraft gameplay. I would say forty percent well. Here's oh, where it that's struggles. Scary. Here's where it struggles. Right now, physics. It really doesn't know how to physics. Logically, the way it constructs these images is it creates each frame is like a Photoshop image. So it's layered three dimensionally in the sense of like it's a stack of frames compiled into a single frame to create an idea of dimensionality, but it's not truly three-dimensional, like rendering a 3D object in a video game or in Blender. Given more time and or access to a physics engine like Unreal 5, I think this tool would be capable of creating video that is completely indecipherable from reality. And I have a question for that then. Yeah. Which is where this gets into the scary part, I assume. Yeah. Oh, first of all, it's not available for the public or even private beta test use yet. They're still developing it. Thank That's God. good. Because for do now, you understand, do you understand that if somebody gets this right and they have a picture of you, like with us being streamers and and such, deep fake immediate, of they can deep fake us doing horrifying shit. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then it's like that's not cyber me. disease like, steps on baby antelope. 
Yep. <laughs> what a choice. <laughs> uh, I can replace that. My brain immediately oh, went to a, a, a good. That's fair. My brain immediately went to this could be really good to use for documentaries based on megafauna, megaflora, and an extinct like dinosaurs. It you know, does well. animals really well. Was just My going fiance suggested likely because much of the training there's a lot of training footage available of na high quality nature, nature documentaries. documentaries. Yeah. Yep. One of those clips on that list is a bird that does not yeah, exist. Yeah, really good. I yeah, I That bird was species at all is of it. not real. And I feel like just based on that alone we could get some very interesting it looks into Show me the Malipi velociraptors. <laughs> good callback, good callback. Oh boy. <laughs> The burger one I watched three times and now I'm uncomfortable with how much I yeah. watched it. So I didn't yeah. move on. I'm going to be honest with you. This like, week on Thanks, I Hate It. I hate that it's a good looking burger, kind of. like I know, you know right? Plato to me. It looks like the burger you make from like the Give it another six or eight <laughs> months. You're going to see this being used for B-roll, for stock footage. Um, the Pixar style animations are very good now it's only capable of doing about a minute in a time and they've said absolutely nothing about what kind of compute horsepower is required to create that video granted these are also 8k videos that they're producing it's likely that 4k video would take a lot less time or even 1440p 1080p video would take less time to render but the reality of the situation is is this is not going to be a tool that's available for folks to like learn how to do things and to make our lives better it's a tool that's going to be exploited to take all of our money and make the line go up also to take people's jobs away from them yep okay so that's my end of the world depressing thank you <laughs> um shane i found an old book about boats and i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it three minutes oh, go okay. Um, hmm. so this is an old book I had as a as a kid as you can see it's very well loved it is the uh, Jane's Got Pocket Guide to Warships from World War II um, it has everything from France to America in here um, so the whole world yeah the whole world and uh See, I thought about doing a thing where I just take this every week because I have terrible time coming up with hyperfixations. And for weeks like this where I didn't think of one because I'm stupid, I'm just going to read you the page. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mostly to torture Sammy. <laughs> Great. I can't wait. Because... What's the boat of the week? The boat of the week is the Reichlau class battleship, <laughs> which is for France. Uh, closely resembles the Dunkirk class of battlecruiser, easily distinguished by their quirky funnel structure. By combining the funnel casing and the aft superstructure. Saved weight. Saved top weight. Um, the turrets are separated, so a single shot will not cripple both turrets. <clears throat> and it got its start fighting the British in 1940. Um, it failed in its attack, only striking a ship with one 15-inch shell before an aircraft carrier put a torpedo into the battleship's stern. 
The damage was beyond the capacity of the ship to deal with, and the ship remained inactive until being repaired in the United States. It displaces 38,500 tons with standard with a full load. It's 47,500 tons is armed with eight 15-inch guns, nine 6-inch guns, and 12 100 millimeter cannons and various other anti-aircraft gun can hit a max speed of 30 knots and has a complement of 1,670 people. I'm almost drooling. <laughs> That's not even the entire page. That's just the cliff notes. Momo absolutely loves World War II naval facts. <laughs> Yeah, Tune it's making him drool all if over If I me. don't come up with something when we go for the Dunkirk class battle cruiser. Great. We're doing this page by page. Buckle up, you. Buttercup. Oh my god. What a wild ride. <laughs> He's drooled everywhere. Excellent. You can go. You can go, Dizzy. I'm done. Great. Thank you. I was thrilled the whole time. <laughs> Mine's not much better, to be honest. Um, Hit me. Have you guys heard of the Who Did I Marry saga that was going on? I have not. No. So there is a woman on TikTok named Risa and Tisa. I recommend checking out her page if you want to fall into all of this. But in a world where everybody likes short entertainment, you know, you, you like your videos concise, you like things the way they are, this woman uploaded a 50-part story about her and her ex-husband. Each video is 10 minutes long. She posted 500 minutes of content that is longer than Lord of the Rings with the credits. And people were enthralled by it. First of all, very fun, Juicy T. There's a lot of people now like, he, this, this man lied about his social security number to her. He lied about his grandma dying, um, lied about how many siblings he had, lied about calling his brother every single day and would fake having a phone call with his brother every single day, um, lied about his uh, child getting COVID and dying and needing to send money to his, his ex-baby like all this other stuff. It was insane. And it was just every new update that came out, everybody just immediately had to click to it and watch it. It's got millions of views. Each video has like four to three million views on it. It is insane. And to keep everyone so enthralled, again, in in, in a media form like TikTok, where you, if half the time, like especially my fiance, if I send him a video that's longer than 30 seconds, he'll like skip through because he doesn't have the attention span for that. So it is insane to me to keep everybody like just that in depth to it to i just i highly recommend if you're interested in more of the details and it is very fun again it's a risa and tisa i just that's the thing that's what i fell into i watched 500 minutes of, of that so i guess you could consider that my hyperfixation for the week I won't go super into detail. Again, it's mostly just about him lying. I don't want to go that was too such far a ride. into it. It's it's oh wild. Oh my god! <laughs> and that was our show this week. 
thank you guys so much for coming by. Uh, really appreciate it as always. We hope to he- see you or you hear us soon. Uh, as a current reminder, the show is ab- uh, at the moment brought to you by us. We have neither sponsors nor agenda. All we have is a knowledge of uh, esoteric and many things and a drive to share it with you. We hope you have a wonderful week, that you enjoyed the show, and most importantly, that you learned something. Please, again, feel free to send any questions or hate mail or corrections or fan mail to podcast at jorts.tech. Until next time, Shane, parting words? I, I'm i sorry I subjected you all to my worship book. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Get Sammy. ready for next week. I'm Sammy. You can check out my link tree in the bio for my socials and the link to my Etsy shop where I sell D&D dice, D&D bath bombs, and other nerdy jewelry and things. And I'm Jort. You can check us out at jorts.tech on YouTube at Internet Fried Brains and on Spotify under Gaming Casual. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.